This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 172. Homophones to push your English to the next level with Tim Torkelson. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. ESL writer and blogger Tim Torkelton joins us today to discuss homophones, some of the trickiest words in the English language. Listen in as we discuss some of these so you can avoid being tripped up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lindsay, I had to pair a pair today while I put on a pair of shoes. Oh my gosh, Aubrey. It's a pair kind of day. <laughs> it's a pair kind of day. Why is that sentence a little strange, a little confusing? Well, you said, you know, I heard the sound pair three times. Exactly. But I also know that you used three different words. Right. Three homophones. We're talking oh. about homophones today, guys. These can be really tricky. Yes. Just to break that sentence down, right? First, the mm-hmm. verb pair, which means mm-hmm. to cut something, especially to remove the peel of something. We'll say yes. I had to pair. Mm-hmm. And then a pair, the fruit, the fruit. a pair. Mm-hmm. Both of those spelled differently. And then while I put on a pair of shoes, also spelled differently, but all three sound exactly the same. Wow. Sometimes, and this does come up, it does happen in natural English, right? And then you sometimes I'll say something, I'll think about it. Oh, wow, that must be confusing, right? For English learners, right? Right. You have to know the context, you Mm -hmm. have to, and you have to be able to be aware of what they are so you can watch out for them. So this is good. Mm -hmm. We're talking today with Tim Torkelson. He's an ESL blogger who loves teaching about homophones. (laughs) So let's dive in here and have him explain what a homophone is. Well, a homophone basically is is a, a word that is, sounds the same, but has several different spellings and several different meanings. So these are tricky, right? Like we were saying, when you hear them spoken, you have to figure out the meaning from context. Mm-hmm. A good example is flour, the powder that we use to make bread and pies, right. and then a flour that you would give your grandma. <laughs> So, yeah. So, again, two completely different words, right? Not the same word at all, but, you know, different spelling, different word, but sound the same, guys. That's the key right there. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And they are kind of fun, right? They uh, Mm -hmm. some jokes are made out of homophones. They are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, you want to be aware of these. So let's dive in with his first example. I've always advised my ESL students to just accept the fact that that this this exists in English, and to take a little time each day or maybe once a week to memorize some of the more common homophones mm-hmm. so that they kind of know what they are. Now, 
as far as examples go, there's there's just so many. Uh, we can start with 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 something very basic, very simple, like see. Mm. Now I I see you, mm-hmm. yes. and that's spelled S E E, a very common word. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, another another word, another homophone for that would be I'm going to go swim in the sea. Okay, so here he's talking about C-S-E-A. And again, mm-hmm. completely different spelling and meaning, no uh, difference in pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And there's another C, right, Lindsay? Yes, exactly. So we have the S-E-A and the, we have the S-E-E, right? C, I see you. Is that the phrase you mean? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. both of those, that one he explained. And then also the C in the Catholic Church, the Holy See or the See mm-hmm. of Rome. Mm-hmm. So you guys might hear that in English. This is the central governing body of the Catholic Church. Okay. So, uh, man, it's just so tricky because each word sounds the exact mm-hmm. same, but with all these different meanings. <laughs> I love it. We're going to get more examples from Tim here in his next clip, right, Aubrey? Yes, let's hear it. This homophone is air. Air. Oh. Now, we all breathe air, and that's spelled A-I-R. Yes. Now, if we make a mistake, well, to err is human, mm. to forgive, yes. divine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. And how do we spell that? To err, err in this case, which is to make a mistake, mm-hmm. is spelled E-R-R. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a third one, and this one trips even native English speakers up from time to time, heir is someone who will inherit yes. something. Mm-hmm. So for instance, so when my parents passed away, mm. I became an heir to, well, in my case, to a couple of debts is what I became oh. heir to. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you inherit things. If you have inherited something or will inherit something, yeah. you are an heir. Okay, so that last one he said, air, H-E-I-R, is really the type of word that breaks pronunciation norms. When you see Mm -hmm. it, you might want to pronounce that H, right? But you don't. It's silent. Yeah. So he, and let's just summarize here a bit more what he's given us here in this last clip. So we had a few different words, right? The first one was A-I-R, which is what, Aubrey? It's the... Yes, right. What we breathe, Mm -hmm. air. And then we had E-R-R. Right, which is what what it's part of another a longer word, which is the noun, right? Error, right? Right. It's short for error, but we mm-hmm. also use it as a verb. verb. Like he said, to err is human. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other one that came up somewhere in here? Yeah, H E I R, which is if if you're going to inherit something, you are an heir. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, I can see why this could be super challenging for our listeners. So what about err, E-R-R? Do you use that word, Lindsay, or would you just say maybe make a mistake? Um, I use it when I have it in a chunk, when I said when I say something like, let's err on the side of caution, or let's err on the side of more of this, less of that, but only in a chunk, err exactly. on the side of, right? Yes, exactly. And you have to be careful not to just replace it with, for example, the word mistake, right? We can't say make an error. There it's like you yes. said, make an error. Mm-hmm. I love Tricky. it. That's why it's helpful. You know, I recommend that our listeners, guys, what you should do is as you're hearing these words, hearing someone say them in your head, there should be um, a picture of the letters of yes. how the words are spelled and written. There's always in my head, like when I hear someone say something, I see the words. 
I'm not sure if that's just me. <laughs> I'm weird or if other yeah, people Yeah, it depends do that. on what type of learner we are, right? Yes. Some people would see more a picture, but mm-hmm. if you can sort of see a picture of the word written, that's going mm-hmm. to help this for sure. And then you know how to write it when you're writing. Yes. Okay, so now we have another example here with the word, the homophone, wrapped. So let's hear that. Christmas time, we get all of our presents wrapped in Christmas paper. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. wrapped. That is spelled W-R-A-P-P-E-D. Right. It's wrapped Wrapped. in paper. Now, if we adore something, if we're hypnotized by something, Mm -hmm. we are wrapped. All right. So this second one is spelled R-A-P-T. So we have wrapped, like he was saying, Christmas Mm -hmm. presents are wrapped, past Mm -hmm. tense of the verb wrap. Mm -hmm. And then we have this other meaning, wrapped. Mm -hmm. And this is an adjective. It means that we're fascinated by something. Yes. I love that. And then there's rapture. So I'm not super familiar with the word wrapped. Like I don't really use that, but the word rapture comes up for me, in like um, in meditation practice and that oh. kind of thing, studying Buddhism. Yeah, so. rapture like is a feeling of intense joy, right? Yes. And it's true. This rapt is not used very commonly. I have heard it. I've seen it written. I've yeah. seen it in books where it's used to describe someone who is fascinating. You say, I am absolutely rapt about that. And it's mm. just spelled R-A-P-T. Mm-hmm. But you're right that it's not used super commonly. Yeah, it's true. And then coming into some work by Eminem, right? The famous American (laughs) artist. (laughs) Right. There's always, of course, rap as a style of singing. So if you use that in the past tense, it's also going to sound like rapped. Eminem rapped the song, but spelled differently, right? We're dropping the W from Uh wrapping a package, but they sound the same. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's complicated. (laughs) And then one more, there's one more meeting, which Mm -hmm. is to rap on a door or a table. And this is sort of evolving where most often you'd hear someone say knock now, I think. Right. We don't say rap. Yeah, for sure. Not very often, right? My family plays a game called rap rummy. Uh And that's pretty much the only reason I know the definition of this word rap, because you rap on the table when you get the cards you need, which is why it's called rap rummy. But I think the game is from decades ago when people actually said rap for knocking. Yeah, I think we definitely don't say it anymore. But guys, you should know it because you may read it somewhere in an old novel or an old movie. You may hear it. Yeah, right. So this Mm -hmm. is interesting. Every language has homophones. Of course, some have more than others. I remember when learning Spanish, there was a funny one. It's kind of a joke. It's a Spanish speaker who wants to say, come in and have a seat. Uh And they look up the words and say, between and drink a chair. (laughs) Because the homophones, right, for (laughs) enter and have are the same. And for drink and take. So (laughs) you could look up the wrong word if you accidentally (laughs) use the homophone. <laughs> that's that's so funny. funny. I love it, guys. I mean, we have to have a sense of humor when we're learning a new language, right? I mean, that's the key. Uh, I want to thank Tim for joining us. Do we want le- do we want to leave our listeners with anything here, Aubrey? Any final thought? Yeah, I think recognize that homophones are tricky, even for natives. So don't stress about getting messed up by one. But it is good to be aware of them, learn mm-hmm. the different meanings, so that you can avoid that confusion or being thrown off if you hear one. Totally. And guys, make sure you hit follow on All Ears English on this podcast right now, because we have four episodes a week to help you learn in this new way, which is to believe in connection, not perfection, right? To focus on that when you're learning a new language. 
Yes. So and when it comes to something like homophones, right, yeah. that is so key. Don't mm. be worried about making mistakes with these. They're, they're fun. They're fun to it. know about. They're interesting. And yeah, not something that you should stress about being confused or making a mistake with. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, Aubrey, I'll see you very soon. Have a good one. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.